Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty in Palm Coast. This show comes to you through the generosity of our sponsors, Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, and American Village, a gated 55-plus community. I happen to have just moved in there myself. And a pro bono shout-out for the Hammock Community Church. That's a good the little, shout-out. The Worthy. Little, yeah, the little church in the Hammock where they do church the way it used to be done. What like what era? Like medieval? Oh, it's a, yeah, I mean, they're, they, they... Like, is there they, fla- like they, flagellation they, 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 when, they, when no, you smack they, yourself no, with they, the... they just, old-fashioned, they preach from the Bible, uh, focus on Jesus... That, and we, have a, we have a traditional choir instead of a band. I like that in my old age. Mm-hmm. Well, I do too. Actually, I've always liked that. So that voice over in the other side of the room here is Walker Douglas, my co-host, and my aging counterpart. Yeah. It's more counterparty. We are aging at the same time, I guess, technically. Well, you know, at the same rate. But yeah. A year for you is one... 29th of your life a year for me is 180th of my life so how old are you in dog years uh 560 years old that's not bad <laughs> there's gotta be it's gotta have life, been a dog life is good he's gotten up there woof woof moses was around that age so here we are uh today is the light we're recording on thursday we usually do and that's uh last day of november numbers are still coming in but here's what we have so far. Should I get some partial results? Yeah, results. Let's call them results. We okay. should be authoritative about it. No, but I, I heard a comedian. <laughs> do this. Okay, he was giving ball scores. He says, we've got a partial score on the, the Boston-New York game. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love people like that. I thought that was funny. That's a non-joke. Yeah, so 182 homes as of about 2 o'clock Thursday, a uh, month today, but that'll that'll grow because we've still got some hours left in today, but they, they'll be reporting new sales for the next five, five days probably. But that's uh, 182 homes sold. That's almost equivalent to what was sold all of November last month, so we'll probably beat November month uh, numbers, but uh, the median price is surprisingly down a little bit. Last year it was three hundred and eighty thousand. So far this month it's only three hundred and seventy nine thousand seven hundred. <laughs> All right, we get a couple hundred dollar discount there. Yeah, That's pretty good right. stuff. And uh, a trend we've seen it's it's more exaggerated this month, but. Uh, there, there are five sales sold over a million dollars, and all of them were cash sales. Were these the same cash sales we've been keeping track of the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think there were only four last time. Yeah, well, so we had another, another one. one, another one. But even more startling is the fact that of the top twenty sales, eighteen of them were cash. <sighs> that's that's startling and remarkable. Yeah. And uh, days on market, 
37 days. So here we have, uh, how do you explain the market? I, I, I actually got a call from the News Journal a couple of days ago, and, and we talked about it. Today's market is, we're, we're moving sideways, price-wise. Um, well, we lost $300 for, versus last yeah, year. Yeah, just say it. It's going down. It's, it's, <laughs> we're, we're going sideways. We're, we're within the same fairly narrow band of monthly sales median price as we've been in for the last 14 months. And, and we've got day, some highly liquid individuals. Yeah, and we've got some highly liquid individuals moving into town. But the the number of sales is not increasing. So it's not like it's a, a boom market. Prices are not increasing, so it's not like it's a boom market. But it, we're going sideways. But days on market is still in the 30s. That's that's very, very low. So the the sales that we're having are happening rather quickly. So days on market is the last holdout before we hit equilibrium. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is equilibrium but days on market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that indicates that there is an underwhelming demand. And and uh, when I was talking to the fellow from the News Journal, we, uh, I basically summarized, I said, we have the buyer and the seller side are in balance. That's why prices aren't going yeah. up or down. But days on market is is uh, a small number, so that points to a underwhelming demand. So, what? How do you explain the market then? The reason I think is that we have an equal percentage of buyers and sellers who are just out of the market because of interest rate. Okay. And if you lower the interest rate. Even a point, point and a half, it will bring in more potential buyers that will release more potential sellers, and prices will go up. It sounds like a perfect economic scenario. It sounds like a graph that you it, learn in college that yeah, would never occur. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, and, and it'll, probably, it'll never recur again, Yeah, probably. But just like the graphs today look a lot like the graphs from 20 years ago, but the underlying reasons supporting those graphs are totally different. The microbes. Mm-hmm. So single-family building permits. Uh, we don't have all the – all we have is available today is Palm Coast because they're the only ones that are online. There are 98 single-family permits issued. 58 were applied for through the month. So that's a kind of a slowdown, but that's a seasonal thing. You know, we're in the – holiday season, and the market typically slows down. Duplex permits, 15 issued, 16 applied for. Ten units of townhome-style apartments were permitted in the Haven, and that's your territory, town center. I drove by today. It's looking really good in there. So there were, those were three buildings, two fourplexes and a duplex that were permitted, and uh, 20 more have have applications into the city. And these are, again, that was the additional 20. Uh, there's one one duplex or two duplexes, and, and maybe the rest are fourplexes. Hey, what do you think? What number do you hit where you stop using plex? You know what I mean? 
Well, would you call I, it like a, tw- a 15 plex? No, no. I think in the industry, generally four plex is, is, I mean, I've heard people say six plex and eight plex, but by and large, it's double four, digits. Four I think you could say nine plex and still be seen as kind of a legitimate person. That's an interesting concept. Why don't you start writing about it? Maybe you'll become famous. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, there's somebody's advertising. Uh, recently, I've heard it on the radio several times, or on, maybe on television. But Ronald Reagan's famous quote, this is the nine most feared words in the English language, or I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, I, I, th- and that's that's a great, great quote. But I, I think that's, uh, I'm from the government is, is becoming less of an issue for some people, and more for others. It's part of our parting of the ways, our divided society. But uh, there's some new words that that strike fear into the hearts of man, and they are realtor. Developer, multifamily, and growth. Growth for non-physiological reasons this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have a growth. So uh, growth is, uh, I think, one of the most least understood and uh, unmentioned, but likely the strongest argument for residential growth is that growing population with its concomitant new home construction, subsidizes existing residents in many ways that they don't understand or appreciate. I saw a concomitant catch a bait fish this morning. (laughs) I think that was maybe (laughs) cormorant. Seriously, uh, I, I had a Christmas party cocktail party conversation with an old friend the other day. <clears throat> I've known this gentleman as long as he's lived in Palm Cove, pretty much about 15 years, 18 years he's lived here. And you you, you can't brush his comments off as um, stupid comments at all because he's a very intelligent man. He's educated. He's a uh, retired corporate executive. But he was talking about growth and how bad it was and the infrastructure. And he says, we've got to get rid of our politicians because they're just promoting growth. And he also mentioned uh, that he wasn't really keen on realtors, that realtors shouldn't be in politics because it's the the image. Okay. It presents a bad image. So fortunately, it was a fairly long party. I had a chance to talk to him and explain a few things, and he was receptive. And and I I hope I won a convert. Uh, but what an opportunity now! We have you know hundreds of people out there listening. So I'm going to kind of take a shot Let's at do it. Being a little evangelical. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, subsidies. This is a subsidization of current residents by new incoming residents is more of an issue in Florida. Because mm-hmm. uh, we, we've talked about how Florida does a really good job. One, one reason we don't have an income tax is because we found ways to collect money from people who don't live here. 
that just come here and visit either as tourists or as snowbirds. And uh, we also cater very strongly towards our voters. That makes sense. If you're a politician, like, duh. Yeah. So who are the voters? The voters are the people that already live here. They're not the people that are looking to live here. Sure. So you take care of the people that are here already. And the Save Our Homes and Homestead Exemption uh, statutes are strongly in support of existing residents. So we're, time is clicking by. We've got to take a break. Uh, we're going we're gonna to stay on the same topic. Don't go away. Flagler County went straight to the front row when it came to the need and commitment. Free for all Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. I mean, we don't swing from chandeliers or anything like that. That half-cent sales tax that we have collected over time has been used in great regards towards our school district. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNZF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. everybody. Thanks for staying with us. Welcome back to the second half of Real Estate Matters. We're talking about growth. And we're talking the about residential, the development kind, the, the kind that everybody likes to get pissed about yeah. and, 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 and have arguments at cocktail parties about. So I, I, I sympathize with the um, unwitting... <clears throat> Arguer against Toby Tobin about growth at a cocktail party. <laughs> uh, I can drink longer than most people. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get over some assumptions, okay? Uh, people assume that growth is bad for a lot of reasons, but they're they're on based on really wrong assumptions and and uh, muddled thinking. Okay. Growth is going to happen. We are going to grow. Florida is attracting uh, new residents, and that's been the story of Florida for its entire civilized history. And what you described before the break, we're sort of dependent upon it, right? Existing mm-hmm. residents, if we well, want to keep taxes low and things cheap, it, right? I'll, 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 I'll get to several of those itemized, so I'm explaining oh, yeah, them. Yeah, you brought receipts. But growth is inevitable. We are going to grow. What happens in and, and another thing that's inevitable is taxes and government growth. You know, government budgets tend to grow at a rate larger than the rate of inflation, CPI index. Because people voters want more. They want their their city to be pretty, they want it to be prettier than it was last week. Uh, they want more services. They wonder why we don't have a Costco. You know, uh, this is what people are concerned about. But the, the growth will happen. Government uh, budget tax, they'll require more taxes. So taxes over time will tend to go up. And if you don't have growth, they'll go up faster. And that's, that's axiomatic. That's a fact. 
So new residents coming in subsidize y'all who are already living here, including you and me, Walker. And let's explain how that happens. Uh, first of all, new development in Florida, literally all new development. I'm, I'm not counting in Palm Coast the in existing ITT lots. They're already here. They're already platted. They already have water and sewer and roads and such. But any new additional development, and by the way, all those homes are filled up. Yeah. So if, if we're going to have new people coming here, we're going to have to build new residential units, be it at homes, duplexes, quadruplexes, or nineplexes. Or, or, or 188plex. Yeah. Well, now you, you just broke your two-digit limit. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> those people are going to require new construction. In the old days, the cities used to accept roads and such. If you built your roads in your new subdivision to their specifications, you could convey them over when you were all done, and they would take over maintenance. They don't do that anymore. So literally every new subdivision in the state of Florida going forward from this day forward will be uh, an association of some sort, a homeowners association, condo association, and they will be responsible for the maintenance of all of their, what we call the horizontal infrastructure, the common areas, streets, amenities. So what uh, stormwater management system. But yet, here in Palm Coast, I live in Palm Coast, my utility bill has a stormwater management fee. Now, I'm in a subdivision that has its own stormwater management system, which I am paying for because I pay uh, association fees monthly. But yet, I still get billed for stormwater management in the old section of Palm Coast, which has swales and they have to be mowed, they have to be dug out, and they have to be maintained. And people complain about that, and rightly so. It's an expensive uh, engineering feat to take care of. It's it's very efficient, it's yeah. cheap to put in, but the ongoing maintenance on this type of stormwater management system is heavy duty. And I'm subsidizing it because I live in one of those new subdivisions that takes care of their own stormwater management, but they still pay the fee. And that, by the way, is not a cheap fee. It it's, uh, probably adds up to be, it's going to be... Uh, I think going up about 75% over the next five years. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. And I, I'll look forward to my notes. So that's a fee that you pay money. as a developer. Uh, oh, uh, no, that's your that's your stormwater fee, right? No, the stormwater fee, yeah. I found it in my notes. It's, it's $22.27 a month right now, and it's going, and that that's $167 uh, dollars a year, and it's scheduled to go up by 75% over the next five years. So what you're saying is if you own a house in a subdivision, <clears throat> gated, you know, gated or not, it's a subdivision that's not an original ITT one. It might have popped up in the last three years. It's got its own stormwater system, but yet you're paying city stormwater fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're also maintaining our own street within our subdivision. The city doesn't have to maintain it, but we still have to contribute to. You know, I mean, everybody shares the roads outside the subdivision, but it's subsidizing because the city is not cost-sharing the maintenance of our roads. Right. 
the, the same is true of all of the other features. Um, so you're paying for stuff twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, um, you pay impact fees. Right. right now, the current impact fee, connection fees, et cetera, permitting fees, it's about $21,000 per single-family home in Palm Coast. And that impact fee is to pay for growth, and it does go into a fund, and it ultimately ends up improving roads, improving parks, subsidizing the police department. I mean, these are all categories of <clears throat> uh, impact fees and school impact fees. But yet um, most of these communities have amenities. You know, they're, they're, uh, our community is not built out yet, and they, they're right now under construction with a swimming pool. So we'll have our own swimming pool in another couple of months. It'll be done. We'll use our swimming pool. We won't go down to the right. city facility or go Despite to the city Despite paying, you know, your taxes going to the <clears throat> Parks and Rec or, the, you know, Parks Impact Fee that you pay for every Yeah, we year. paid a Parks Impact Fee, but we didn't get any credit for that impact fee right. for the value of the amenities. And you come into some of these higher-end amenities, <clears throat> like the ones that are beachside or, or Grand Haven, which is in Palm Coast. Grand Haven's got... Pickleball courts, tennis courts, uh, croquet court, um, two different swimming pool complexes. So people in Grand Haven typically do not leave the compound very often for any reason. But their homes generated revenue that but, paid but, for city yeah, parks. Yeah, they, and and they still pay. They still pay for the the. I mean, city parks are paid out of the right. annual city budget too. So they paid impact fees. Plus, annual annual taxes are paid that way. Uh, law enforcement is subsidized. I mean, the people in the, the private communities pay the same taxes, which go to cover our sheriff's department. But yet, uh, they don't uh, they don't get as much coverage because they're the. Uh, Private uh, communities tend to be more self-governing. Well, and you, if you do want a deputy, a lot of times, you, I mean, you're, you'll be paying extra to have a deputy in your subdivision. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Control. And uh, the other the other difference too, and this is a, a subtle. Uh, I didn't really even this didn't. I've been thinking about this subject for a good number of years, and it, this item just caught my eye this last month. The, we have. What they call CCNRs, the, the documents that govern how a private community is going to be run, and it talks about the color of your house. It talks about having uh, window treatments that are compatible, so that your window treatment doesn't make the your neighbor's window treatment look stupid or out of place. Um, you know, in in uh, homeowners associations, it's how you know, how much you can let your grass grow before it gets cut. Trampolines. And trampolines, yeah, basketball uh, rims on the above the garage door. All these are uh, in the documents, and the associations self-govern that. They have their own committees that inspect, and their own, you know, they, they get complaints, and they have a fining system, and that's all done through the association, yet... The city has a code enforcement department, which is paid for by everybody's right. taxes, including the people in the private communities. So it's kind of like, wait a minute, 
Mm-hmm. We have these little mini governments here that are supporting themselves in a lot of different ways, but they're paying twice. Yeah, they're paying the, full load on the on on the other taxes. The you know, Palm Coast population is aging, and uh, you know, population growth alone will invigorate the gene pool. You know, I I, I consider myself coming from the shallow end of the gene pool. <laughs> <clears throat> But it'll also provide additional workers that the area needs uh, to attract new businesses. And economic development needs not only new jobs, but also you need workers in the homes in which they can afford to live. And uh, aside from education, an aging population requires more expensive public services. They're more likely to need uh, public transportation, things like that. So... You know, it's a it's not a simple thing. You can get mad at taxes going up. I I don't like paying more taxes year after year, but I'm paying more for bananas. I'm paying more for gas. I'm paying more for insurance. I'm paying more for everything. But again, I, I'm older. I'm using more of the system too. Sure. I got I, my uh, health related uh, bills this year are probably equal to the last ten years combined. <laughs> But I really do want people to consider what we've talked about today because uh, you're not going to if, – if you put a moratorium on growth, and some communities have started talking about doing that, uh, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot because your taxes are going to go up. You're never going to get a Costco. The job situation isn't going to get any better. And infrastructure will deteriorate. And infrastructure will deteriorate. You're not going to have somebody subsidizing uh, cleaning out your soils or dredging your canals. That's another issue people want the government to do. So it's a a sticky issue. It's hard to talk about sometimes. Um, It has the potential of ruining a cocktail party. Did it? No, it didn't. We we left. It's uh, very good. We, we left good friends, and I I think that he might have gone home and talked to his wife about the subject as well. Oh, let's just watch the butterfly effect unfold <laughs> here. Yeah. Okay. Listen, uh, this is a serious topic. I'm glad you stayed with us to the end. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hope you will too. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. Yeah.